0: What's up, Los Angeles? I'm Joe Lemon, and I want to invite you guys out to the NearsightHealth.com website. It's a brand newsletter that we're putting together to help high performers optimize their health, be more productive, and the latest mindfulness research. We're going to do all that in five minutes or less. So if you're into it and you're looking for fresh content that's relevant to help you perform better and help you optimize and really just maximize your actual being and your time here, right? go check out NearsightHealth.com. That's NearsightHealth.com. And if you want to check out my beautiful voice, you can easily go to the Joe Lemon Podcast. You can consume all the latest episodes that I drop three times a week. All right, NearsightHealth.com. Go join the free newsletter. What's up, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Sales Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Lemon. And today's going to be a little different. I'm going to share some content from another show that I do with my host, Lene Braxton. It's about mindfulness and it's called The Mindfulness Business Renegades. Pretty obvious, right? So, anyway, I, w- I want to try to repurpose this because that, man, we got some great conversations happening over there. And if you like sales culture, I'm pretty sure you're all about optimizing yourself. And so, get into it with us. And I'm going to share one of our first episodes. So, enjoy.
1: Join mind body medicine doctoral scholar Lene Cook Braxton and sports medicine business executive Joe Lemon on their Monday morning's Mindful Business Renegades podcast, where mindfulness and business connect.
0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the first episode of the Mindful Business Renegade podcast. And today's special guest is with the first female NFL coach, sports psychologist Dr. Jen Welter. All right, let's get into it.
1: This is our woman of the hour, Dr. Jen Welter. We're so happy to have you, Jen. As you know, I'm Lene Cook Braxton, and this is my podcast co-host, Joe Lemon.
0: What's going on, Dr. Jen? How you
1: doing? We're so glad to to have you. you. And we're the Mindful Business
2: Renegades. Yes.
1: So- and that's because the title. I'm like we're
2: <laughs> mindful yet we're renegades. Right, right. Business, we, and sometimes we get in your business. I
0: got <laughs> all, all of that, all
2: of the above. Yeah. All of the
0: above. You understand um, how this is taking shape, right? Right. right. <laughs> yes.
2: yes, and I love it. I love it. That's, yes. yes. That's awesome. So we I have would a s- people whether it's a like a good speech, a seminar or just being really real with a friend, mm-hmm. it should always feel like it's like a one-on-one. Like, you literally got into it and you were like, mm tell me how that was. Right. If it doesn't feel like that, then there's too much PowerPoint, and I don't like
0: that. That's real. Yeah,
2: it is real. And yeah, I, I was just that.
1: telling Joe that even when we had our initial conversation a few weeks ago, I think I was thinking it would be like 20, 30 minutes, and we ended up talking for two hours, and it's yes. just, that's just how it goes. So speaking of like which...
2: A real connection. Right, like right. Either that or it's like okay, I got somebody else who I have to talk to right this minute and you better just have saved my number because this conversation needs to continue.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so speaking of continuing the conversation, we have a a little segment called what's in your cup that Mm we chat a little bit about what we're drinking this morning Mm -hmm. with Joe. You never know what's going to be. be Right. Um, So mine is just coffee with some MCT oil and this creamer that I recently found that has protein in it and kind of gets me going. But yeah. the hug is what um, is my favorite. It says yoga and wine because therapy is expensive. And I was telling Joe that your, your PhD is in psychology. It is. And, um, so just wanted to talk a little bit about that and what made you go on to get a PhD. And your master's like mine is in sports psychology. Mm-hmm. And so we have that in common. And just wanted to learn a little bit more about that before we kind of dig into all the other amazing things that you've done.
2: Yeah. And, you know, mine is, this is a client sent me, she's adorable. She's like, I love JW. She's like, I saw it. And she's like, I just love working with you. So I had to send it. And I was like, mm-hmm. you just tell J, JW Marriott that that endorsement deal needs to be on the way because, you know, absolutely, I, they stole my initials. So they should, you know, they should be uh, doing some something.
0: It's time to pay up. Come on,
2: Marriott. Yeah. I mean, the, no. the real being... Jada. The real, <laughs> real Jada. Right. Yeah. Of course, you already know because the rest of my co- they're like, "Oh, it's up. I'm like, "Yes, thank you." Like, yeah, right. glad you know. Yeah, um, so my players, Jada. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. respect. Yes, and so the Masters is you know for me, my undergrad was in business, and I think one of the interesting things, and I think we have to do a better job with athletes because I didn't know this. I mean, I came from a small town, Mm -hmm. so who I am and the way I do things is because nobody really told me what to do. Like nobody was like, Oh, you need to go here, do this. Like, Oh, you have the highest SATs, but they could be higher. Mm -hmm. Right. Like there, there wasn't that push. It was always like, Oh, okay. That's, that's good. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there wasn't a lot of the guidance and even as being a, great athlete like i was a a two-year captain in my high school nobody told me that like you know they they wouldn't just find you like magically Mm -hmm. because you're a good athlete i think you actually had to market (laughs)
1: um,
2: you know especially in soccer and some of that and i know it's a lot better for kids now but you know they really didn't teach us how to take ownership of who you want to be in this world right and so I was this great athlete, and I, I went to Boston College because I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was applying to schools, and it turns out that I had applied to Boston College's business school, and okay. I didn't even know that I really wanted to do business until mm-hmm. it came like right before you're supposed to go to school, <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, well, this is one of the top 10 business schools in the country. Okay, I'm going here, right? Like, right? I tripped into something good. I was not... Mm-hmm. Smart enough to know that, but I, I tripped into something good and yet no one had really told me that I could take my like passion and talent and aptitude for sports and this new path in business and do like mm-hmm. the business of sports,
1: mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. it
2: was like two separate things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think we could do a lot better if we kind of combine mm-hmm. those things and give kids of like the full scope of the world of sports. Yeah, right? I look at it now yeah. and I'm like, shoot, why was I the talent? I should have been an agent.
1: Right. Loved that for myself right. Nobody knew it. nobody.
2: How I, like I've had no manager, no, mm-hmm. no agent, all that stuff. People imagine it's this big team of people. Well, that's not really the case when you're the first. Everybody's mm-hmm. kind of like, She's interesting.
1: Yeah. yeah. I forgot to mention yeah. that yeah. to Joe. Yes, Joe. I, like, Jen. You know,
2: and they would just Doc- kind of like push yeah. it off. And I'm like, mm-hmm. seriously? You know, mm-hmm. and, and the higher I went, it was like, the more I was finding these, um, you know, really like these barriers of how people thought about things, mm-hmm. right? Like, and it was the same old story in different ways, right? And always it was around this, there was no path for women in football and there was, mm-hmm. there was no place for us and nobody saw us there. Right, and so even for myself, um, I I didn't like the business path I had started on. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was a headhunter, and you know, funny I play linebacker, but like, um, so not that different. But I remember (laughs) telling mom, I was dying a little bit each day because Mm -hmm. I was making good money. Mm -hmm. But if this was the rest of my life, you better just put me in the earth now because I don't. It's not about the money, but this is not enough for me every day. Like I, I can't just do this. And yes, I was good at it. the, the sales numbers would tell you that they loved me as a salesperson. I didn't love me as a salesperson. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. And so when I made my football team, right. And you got to remember, this wasn't like you made the NFL. This was, you made a pro football team. Now figure out how you're going to do it Mm. you don't have resources behind you and you're going Mm -hmm. to be you know paying for your gear and you're going to be paying to Mm. go to practice and and we don't have that we Mm. we believe we all believed with like this fierce you know to the core of our spirit that we were doing the right thing for the Mm -hmm. right reasons but there's no dollars there Mm -hmm. and so you know i had taught aerobics and gotten certified like when I was 18 years old mm-hmm. um, and I, I felt like I was winning, right? Like I was cheating the system because they were paying <laughs> me to work out, right? Like, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. And I had the best part-time job ever and mm-hmm. I didn't even college, right? Like I was getting paid, you know, $25, $30 an hour and everybody's mm-hmm. trying to get these minimum wage jobs. Like you don't have that yeah. much time. So not only am I in shape because it's my job, mm-hmm. but like I'm getting paid, you know, more than three times an hour what you're getting paid. Right. So, yeah. I'm and yeah. when I decided I was going to play football, that's when I was like, okay, well, I can get certified to personal train and and teach aerobics, and then um, I can make my schedule allow me to go to practice and travel for games, mm. and also be doing the things I need to be one of the best in the world. But okay, I I kind of figured out that what made me really good as a trainer. First of all, I, I didn't, I knew I couldn't just grind that hard physically for the rest of my life. I loved it then, mm-hmm, right? I mm-hmm. got to go around all the time. I'm young, mm-hmm. da da and, you know, I'm going from teaching multiple classes a day to then going to practice. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's no off switch. So if my body broke down at any point, mm-hmm. I would have been, like, done on all levels. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. kind of realized, like, what made me great as a trainer was – not that my workouts were that much better, mm-hmm. but I would help my clients work it out as we worked out. Mm-hmm. Right? What was that thing that was holding you back? Like I remember the moment I figured out like one of my, and she became such a dear friend, like, and I knew her daughter because her daughter had wanted to play football. So mm-hmm. you know, I'd go to her daughter's, you know, and I ended up coaching her daughter's team, even though her daughter stopped playing. Right. like, wow. you know, <laughs> yeah. like But I talked her mom mm-hmm. into letting her try because, mm-hmm. Your daughter will never forgive you if you tell her no. Yeah. If she decides she doesn't want to do it. You will be the cool mom because you let her do it. Mm-hmm. But if you just say she's not allowed to do it, you will have like problems forever.
0: Well, you know what, Dr. Jen, I mean, honestly, like there's so much that you're saying right now. I mean, so like, I mean, you're dropping a ton of information mm-hmm. on, on that. And job.
1: Joe, Joe and I have both been trainers as well. Yeah. So from that yeah. perspective, yeah. But that's
2: mm-hmm. I mean it's so much of it, right? Like mm-hmm. that's where if you're going to be a great trainer, like just like a great coach, and this is where I learned it from was training people. You, you are in their lives. You're not just giving Mm -hmm. them a rep count. You are giving them somebody that they can count on being there that they like to see. And they feel good about spending time with, whether you're doing 10 to 15 or a drop set or this, Mm -hmm. like you are that person for them. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, that's where I realized I needed to, to
0: take that side of me and
2: develop it. Mm-hmm. it was well,
0: from the it's just so much there with this, honestly, because like just the fact that you had this experience, but I'm looking at your bio and I'm blown away. First off, you know, I mean, you're obviously killing it. You've been crushing mm-hmm. it for some time. It's no surprise to me mm-hmm. that you dominated in sales and, other aspect mm-hmm. of your life, but there's this thing that I'm I'm curious about, and and mm-hmm. I feel like you're also a very curious person. Oh, because
2: it, it's human puzzles, I love there, the,
0: yeah. human puzzles. There's mm-hmm. no way that you're that you're first at anything without being curious, right? Because nobody else has walked them right. out before. Mm-hmm. So,
1: there's no map. Yeah,
0: being first is tough. It could be tough at times because no, there is no mm-hmm. mentorship. There's no guidance for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. How do you kind of navigate being first at so many different things?
2: solving human puzzles, the way I looked at my football career and the reason I got the degrees that I did, first the master's in sports I, and then the PhD in psychology was because there was no path for a woman in football, mm-hmm. I needed to create a unique value proposition within the sport. Mm-hmm. I needed to take this practical experience mm-hmm. that I was getting as, you know, no one can argue with one of the best in the world. I wouldn't say the best, but I was among them, right? Mm. Probably because I played forever, right? Like who knows? But,
1: you know, you're being uh, humble. You were right? the best, I mean,
2: but it, it, it is true. Like, and and I would look at people along the way, and I'd think, oh, if she played longer, she would have, you know, been even better than me. But to be even able to sustain playing long as a woman in football, when you're not getting paid as a woman in sports, when, you know, it's not like the guys where you can have your kids and keep going along the same trajectory. Like that's a conscious choice. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of reasons why I would say one of the secrets to my success was the longevity because that is in and of itself as a woman, Mm -hmm. it's really, really hard. Mm -hmm. Right. It is is a sacrifice on a number of levels. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was work by day play football by night and go to school by a very late night wow. to try mm-hmm. and determine how I could be this person, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you're not following somebody else's path. Mm-hmm. You have to start to create something and a road and a value that no one else is seeing or looking at. Right. And to find and create that place. So mm-hmm. thankfully for me, that education, it served me in so many ways right? Like I I did not think I was going to be a coach. And yet one of the areas that fascinated me was like coach-athlete relationships and coach-athlete communication. And how did you do this? And probably because I had had so many bad ones, right? Like along the way. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, not throwing anybody under the bus, Mm -mm. but I was often an athlete who was underappreciated Right. I mean, I'm five foot two, 130 pounds. Like not a person ever looked at me and said, oh, you'll be one of the best football players in the world one day. Right. But like, why couldn't you see what it is in me that made me great and put me in that position to succeed? It's not the same as her. So I became Mm -hmm. really fascinated with kind of the concept of appreciating diversity and and Mm -hmm. recognizing it, highlighting it and putting someone in a position to succeed and knowing that someone might need to be talked to in a way that was a little different than someone else. And Mm -hmm. what were those pitfalls that would, you know, harm a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like, you know, criticizing the person, not the play, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, you're stupid. No, a bad play on the football field did not make you stupid. It might've been a stupid play, but it did not Mm -hmm. make you stupid. And yet learning those things and Mm -hmm. like, also taking different things that I learned and literally like being my own guinea pig and trying them out in games, mm-hmm. and being like, well, I wonder if that would work, right? Like, so I was my mm-hmm. own theory and practice, really became kind of not only how I played the game, but how I still really approach life. And it's mm. those human puzzles that come, whether it's you're reading a journal article or you're taking and truly investing the time in. The really cool, fascinating people that you meet, right? Mm-hmm. And getting into not just, hey, let's talk about me, but like, okay, so tell me about you and how did that mm-hmm. come? And oh, that's really neat. And yeah, we have that in common, mm-hmm. right? And looking for those bridges as opposed to those, those breaks, right? Where people mm-hmm. say, oh, well, you're different because, and mm-hmm. like trying to put us on the other side of the fence. Like, I, I'm sorry, do you know me? How do you know I'm different? Because I've always been different, but I'm probably yeah. more different about you. If you try to shut me down, than I am about some other people, right? Like yeah. because we've been overcomers for so long, that is the thing that I gravitate towards the most, right? Yeah. If we talk our way through it, we'll be fine. Bring me into mm-hmm. your world, trust me enough to play mm-hmm. a game in your fleets, I can always help you. But other than that, I'm guessing. And nobody mm-hmm. is that good. I am not Dionne Warwick, right? Like, you are
0: not, <laughs> not <laughs> <playing> <laughs> right? No one had numbers at night, no no, no, no.
2: If you are so hard mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, you don't know me, well, you're right, I don't. Right. And if you won't let me, then I- You've ruined the chance,
1: yeah. You ruin but that.
2: you will let that guard down enough to trust that first and foremost, I'm going to do you no harm. Mm -hmm. And second of all, my only goal is to let me help you. Then we can get somewhere, right? Because Mm -hmm. if you let me into that space, I promise you I will cherish it because so many people make judgments about me Mm -hmm. and have my whole career just because I walked in a room that like, why would I be any less to you? right? Right. And Mm -hmm. so being first means I've always been looked at crazy. Mm -hmm. And it also Mm -hmm. means that the people who have related to me the most Mm -hmm. are those who have broken down people's stereotypes, who have overcome past stereotypes, Mm -hmm. all of those things, because they're like, oh, oh, we're the same, right? Like I I had deep conversations with my players, with everything that's going out, yeah. in the world right now, like, mm-hmm. let's first and foremost, say, thank goodness that the conversations that have, have been had like off to the side, right? It was like the side conversation mm-hmm. for so long have become the conversation.
0: I love it. Right? Yes.
2: Because like, it, yes. it's not like it hasn't been talked about before, right? Because right? it mm-hmm. has. And you can't say that it hasn't been a problem. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. it has been a problem, it mm-hmm. but it wasn't the conversation that finally everyone is having. So thank goodness mm-hmm. that conversation that we have needed to have as a human race, the one that says, yes, black lives matter, they do. Black and brown lives matter, they do. They have been treated badly. It's it's not arguable. If you have looked and you have paid attention in this world mm-hmm. and you have stopped for one second to look and listen to the people around you and say, did they, did that just happen? Right. If you have had mm-hmm. one moment like that, then, you know, there's a problem, but most people yeah. would look at it and be like, oh, well, no, that can't, that can't be how it really is. No, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. And you're finally having those conversations. Thank goodness. And. People are finally, you know, you can't argue with the, uh, I'm sorry, some people will argue no matter what you do, but the right. majority of the population, mm-hmm. if they have a heart breathing in their, you know, beating yes. in their chest, mm-hmm. cannot look at a nine, like eight something, nine minutes, uh, somebody's knee on somebody's neck and thinking, that was a good thing.
1: You, right. It's not right. okay.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Like you, you cannot unsee that. You cannot unhear it you cannot unfeel it on a human level to do about about it Mm -hmm. and I had this conversation with so many of my players on like Saturday and Sunday because I I just like I felt it in such Mm -hmm. such a way that I don't I don't know if some people necessarily have walked a path of being the outsider, like the one, the one Mm -hmm. that like the world would fail, right? Like Mm -hmm. the world assumed that I would fail in the NFL.
0: Those men
2: would not listen to me simply because of my Mm -hmm. gender.
0: Mm -hmm. Take Mm
2: -hmm. away the fact of my football resume, right? Like if you took gender, right? And this is Mm -hmm. is the argument I've heard for race forever, right? -hmm. Like like, let's take the resume Mm -hmm. and take the name off. Take the demographic information, right? Like let's mm-hmm. take yeah. that box and throw it to the side, because mm-hmm. a lot of the times it's saying, "Do you check this box or this one?" Mm-hmm. Right? Which means mm-hmm. Somebody made a judgment before they even read the content, right? Or right. somebody looked at the content mm-hmm. of their of your character. Mm-hmm. They had a decision of who you were capable of being with it, right? right? Like because of those little boxes. Mm-hmm. That you check. So mm-hmm. let let's take the boxes off and let's get to the fact that I was at the time I went to the Cardinals. A 14-year veteran of pro football, an eight-time pro bowler, a four-time Super Bowl champion, uh, a two-time gold medalist, a master's in sports psychology, and a PhD in psychology. Hmm. Do you think for one second, if I was a man, that that question would have even been in their ears? No. Nope. No. No. Not once. Nope. So I, on a very real level, and also one that's informed with, you know, what it means to be someone who has been the outsider of the established, whatever that is, hierarchy, Mm -hmm. right? Whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I was brought into the NFL through the Bill Walsh Minority Coaching Fellowship. Mm -hmm. it was set up for african-american former players who were traditionally underrepresented in coaching Mm -hmm. now it is the bill walsh diversity coaching fellowship which Mm -hmm. has opened up where it's allowed to be applied Mm -hmm. and they've been now intentional about expanding it and meaning that this Mm -hmm. program needs even more more weight and and more Mm -hmm. resources Mm -hmm. but when we did it that was not the case and it was an unpopular decision, not because it was wrong, but because and I thought about a lot of the, this a lot in, in terms of Kaepernick, for example, mm, it mm-hmm. was never wrong. He was never wrong. It's called being early. Mm. And Early. When early.
1: Ahead of your time.
2: Yes. And you're doing the right things, but you're not fortified. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Because right now with, for example, the difference in what the players did with their video, Right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. with that strength in numbers where each one of them said the names and they told the National Football League what they needed, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They need to say that we were wrong. Yeah. Black lives do matter. You know, here are the names. And they said every single one of them. What those men did in their strength in numbers and mm-hmm. the profile of them is that they fortified and protected each other and they became so strong that they couldn't be denied. The one thing that I didn't get at first, and I had to sleep on it, was when I first watched the video. I was a little disappointed in them for one thing—that none of them said, "I am Colin Kaepernick."
1: Mm. And Ooh.
2: and then I thought about it mm-hmm. because I was not okay with it at first. I, I mm-hmm. just I was I was like, mm. oh, guys, my
1: yeah. Wife, have his back Mm -hmm.
2: and then i realized it by doing the video the implied message was that every one of them basically took a knee and every one of them in unison said
1: i'm I'm calling
2: and you can't do to all of us now what you did to to him him. when Mm -hmm. he was you know not by himself other people Mm -hmm. did it but it wasn't a collective agreed upon effort.
1: The strength was, in numbers. Like, yeah.
2: I was like, okay, that's that like that I that I kinda like. If you take the video and you realize that every one mm. of them, without having to explicitly say, it, mm. just basically said, We are all taking up Cap's fight and that right. you are wrong. Then mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's kind of fly. But it, it took yeah. me it took me thinking yeah. about that because it's hard to be by yourself. It is. And if you're one, Mm -hmm. you can be the other and you can be the problem and you can Mm -hmm. be the, you know, oh, you know, the angry, this, or Mm -hmm. the, you know, you know, women are demanding and, you know, Mm -hmm. all the stereotypes, you can just throw them into the stereotype bucket and say, this person is just a problem person. It's not indicative of a huge problem that we need Mm -hmm. to at. It's just one person. It's just them. Yeah. We can you know, we can push it aside. And that for me is what it means to be first, Mm, right? Like Mm -hmm. to bring it back to your question, like it means that you have to be willing to walk in the room Mm -hmm. that everybody has already made up their mind about you Mm -hmm. and to still carry your head high and make sure your voice isn't diminished and that you're not used as a publicity stunt, Mm -hmm. right? And that you're not discounted and you're not tossed aside, and that you will stand strong or take a knee knowing what it will cost you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Not what it might, but what it probably will. Yeah. And that you will open doors that other people walk through, mm-hmm. and you will be prohibited to walk through mm-hmm. for that person.
1: Dr. Oh. Jen, were there any threats made to any of your accomplishments? by you to having the courage to walk through those doors. I was wondering that.
2: Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. All along yeah. the way. Always has been.
0: How did you kind of deal with those threats? Like, was it a yeah. head-on thing or was it more of a, you know, let's try to find allies so we can try to work together as a team to mm-hmm. so overcome this? Because there's so many different ways to kind of approach these situations. And mm-hmm. I'm really glad that we're having this conversation right now. This is so timely. So, so, yeah, timely. I love to hear what you yeah, guys yeah.
2: say. You know, I wish that at the time that I had dealt with those threats that I had, like the fortification that like the players Mm. had, Mm -hmm. but there wasn't anybody else. So who could have said that or who, who would have done that? Mm -hmm. Like all all the women in football, you know, had my back, but you know, nobody even knew they existed still. So Mm -hmm. you, you can be supported and not fortified because part of that is like the collective power and, unfortunately like for the women in football it's still a fight every day yeah you know i'm still trying to pull for them and push at the same time so while yes they they would support Mm -hmm. um it's not the same as having some of the biggest and most powerful people in in your game Mm -hmm. and with you Mm -hmm. um so that's hard and that that kind of continues to be hard Mm -hmm. Um, not everybody agrees with women in football Mm -hmm. Um, that is still the truth to this day um you know i mean i i heard it i still hear it even when it's like Mm -hmm. talking about you know creating the girls flags camps like i do right right right. back on that and i'm like this is flag what are you talking about what Mm -hmm. like america's game should still be for half of its population, Mm -hmm. like we should just count it out for these girls because they're girls.
1: I saw uh, someone on a post that you made, someone commented, well, what's the difference between this, your camps and the flag football in my backyard or something? It's almost as if there's a need or desire to minimize the magnitude of how big of a deal it is for these girls to have the opportunity. Yeah. And so I, I saw that and I thought, well, would you ask a boys flag football team what the difference was between that league and the football being played in the backyard? Like, I'm what is
2: sorry. what is that? Yeah. If we were talking about like your backyard flag versus like they had a chance to go to, I don't know, you know, Patrick Mahomes' camp. Like, Yeah. Yeah, there was a difference. Yeah. Why, why would you? Yeah, even
1: right. Why are you even...
2: Like, like, and it still is, and yet at the same time, it's like, but wait, like, and and for the camps, I tell people, and, and to be intentional about it for girls, like, it's confidence through football to me. It is showing them yes. that there is no game you cannot play and no fields you do not belong in or on. If you go to this camp and you never want to play football again, fine. Mm-hmm. That's what you needed to know. Mm-hmm right to walk on this field. There's no field you can't walk in, no building that you do not have the right to access because of your gender. Right? Mm -hmm. Any of those things they would count you out for, you have the right to try and Mm -hmm. to be good and to earn your spot. Whether Mm -hmm. or not that's your path, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Make that decision for you. You get to get to make it. Yeah. The reason why I do the camps is because This is the place where I can show kids Mm -hmm. that they matter, that I can be out there, I can be hands-on with them, and I can give them a piece of the mentality that has allowed me to be successful Mm -hmm. and permission to pull on my voice in their Mm -hmm. head somebody else is telling them what they can't do. Like, Mm -hmm. my my players are so funny. Like, um, I, I didn't even know... I've always had such a good relationship with them. And we talk about everything. Mm-hmm. Laugh, mm-hmm. Nothing we can't talk about, right? Like, because we know it's through trust and love. Like, I'll tell you, yeah. if I were to ever say something that was like completely out of the coach gen world, please mm-hmm. know it's because I'm not informed and pull me aside and tell me why. That's mm-hmm. it, right? Like, mm-hmm. know that it's trust and love and I would never hurt you. Same mm-hmm. for you, right? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes God says some things about, you know, Women, oh, yeah. like... <laughs>
1: yeah. like yeah. Okay, yeah.
2: I, I always say that, like, mm-hmm. I go humor first. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, because we all have those moments where somewhere up here it felt really good. It sounded like it had a semblance of truth to it. And by the time it came out here, something mm. horribly wrong.
1: Yeah. There was a disconnect like, you know, was
2: somewhere. Just, like, mm-hmm. Here and here. And so I don't take that personal, and that's what I other people would do for me is like you know me as a person like it's never meant to be anything but like yeah but we've all had that moment where something came out and you're like uh, oops yeah, right. yeah 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 that, that whole thing was just bad right mm-hmm. and so I have a phrase I would use with my guys all the time because they weren't used to having a woman in that setting like right? mm-hmm. and I never look at like intentional right but I would mm-hmm. say like you do realize you said that out loud, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just I mean, so you know,
2: right? And if you didn't mean it in a bad way, you'd be like, "Oh, that's so not what I meant." I'm like, I know, but mm-hmm. now we're building like, bridge, right? Like the bridge mm-hmm. on the fact that maybe never again in your life do you ever put that collection of words together Mm -hmm. and certainly do not do it outside of this room where we're family, right? (laughs) That big wide world is not going to understand what you meant. I get it. Mm -hmm. They they are not going to. Right. And and so we kind of always had that. And one Mm -hmm. of the things that really resonated is like, um, when I, when I went to publish play big, Mm -hmm. um, a bunch of my guys reached out and they're like, coach Jen, we're so excited about your book you know we want the audiobook because they'll listen to it and do everything.
0: Yeah. Of course. So like, yeah. oh,
2: cool, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, don't you dare. Let someone else, like, record it. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. We still hear that raspy voice of ours. Of- <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it really jack me up to have someone tell yeah. your story. Like, especially <laughs> if it was, like, some hyper voice or something. Like, it would just yeah. like, I wouldn't even be able to do it. So you need to tell them. You want to do your that? You own. have to. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even know that that was a possibility, which is the mm-hmm. funny thing, right. Like I, I didn't even know that was a thing that you could tell them that you wanted to do it. And sure enough, about two days later, I get an email with these links. Hey, you know, Coach Jen, here are the like cold reads to your book. Please tell us which one mm-hmm. would like to narrate your story. There was never a like, do you want to do it? Do Why it. Do and so, if those players hadn't said it, I probably would have been like, "Oh gosh, I have to make a choice." Yeah, because that was the only options presented, right? Mm. And then I pushed back and I said, "I want none of them. I want to do it because mm-hmm. they had said that." And yet, this is where I think it becomes so important on like the voices in your head. Are mm-hmm. like, by you mm-hmm. yourself and mm-hmm. you don't have somebody to fortify you that you can pull from. Like, mm-hmm. what voices are you hearing? Yeah. It's the relationships we have, like, and those players, and and they know, you know, I always told them, like, I, we've all suffered from the voices in our head, but I want the voice in your head to be mine, because Mm. I'm telling you. Trust
1: its source. Well, and the same thing with the girls at your camp, as you were saying, you didn't know the path. No one said, this is the path you should go, the business that sports psychology even existed. So what the girls are able to see is that your path is an example of what they could work toward.
2: And what is possible when you don't just, you know, I think a lot of people because of how we, you know, and I've been taught how to teach goal setting. You've been taught how to mm-hmm. goal setting. You find this big one thing that you want to do mm-hmm. and then break it down into manageable steps and (laughs) smart right like you're gonna go to college it takes four years Mm -hmm. or you might be super industrious and it (laughs) takes three but it's coursework for a little bit more or a little bit less like you can achieve this if you start with this. Well Mm -hmm. when you're first you don't get that. Right. 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 I've often told people I'm like it's like I I can teach you goal setting and yet it has not applied in my life. My life has been more about put your head down mm. and on doing the work. And then as new challenges come up, be prepared for them and be willing to step up to them, even when it may be outside of what you could have foreseen because nobody wow. could have seen all of the things that I've gone through. Um, and you know, when you said, like, being fortified, mm-hmm. the place that I have always been fortified, thankfully, is through my players. Mm-hmm. Um, Those men and, and women, but particularly the men, like, we had so much in common about being looked at and counted out that, like, we really, not kind of, we definitely bonded Bond. mm-hmm. through, you know, the mm-hmm. players that I talked to weekend. Um, it was really telling to me because, you know, some of them were like, Man, Coach, I was, I've been thinking about you so much in the past few days. I'm like, mm. I have been thinking about you guys too. And just like, Are you okay? Like, mm-hmm. and in one way or another, each one of them expressed, They're like, you know, Coach, I've never seen someone so consistently get discriminated against mm. just existing. Like, They're like the treatment that you got like on a daily was like the things that we've experienced in some situations. And yet Mm -hmm. every room you walked into, like all eyes were on you because you were immediately different from Mm -hmm. everyone. And there were a lot of people that just didn't want you there. Mm -hmm. And you were the one who looked out for us the most while people were against you the most. And like, they're like, that was just, and and we became so close through it because of that shared understanding. And, you know, it was just really powerful because, you know, one of my players even said, he was like, man, just the way you would sit down and like, make sure to take time, Mm. talk to each one of us. Like, whether it was, you know, at a meal or this, like, I'm not sitting at the coach's table. I have to spend all my time with them. Like, yeah. I'm good. Right? Yeah. <laughs> let me talk with, you know, my players. Let, mm-hmm. me, let me see you FaceTime your baby girl. I want to see mm-hmm. her. Yeah. Right? Let me hear what's going on in your world. Because if your mind is somewhere else, like, then you're not going to be able to execute the X's and O's. So let's, mm-hmm. let's be those people for each other. I mean, one of the guys was like a high school rival. of mine. Like, and then we I call it hometown because we grew up like literally bordering each other. Like Vero Beach, wow. that is like a fierce rivalry. And one of his first things like, oh, you know, and he was one of my linebackers, Jeff Luke. He was like, oh, Vero. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> right. And we're just like, yeah. And then meanwhile, this guy becomes like my captain and like mm. my guy.
0: automatic bond
2: we call it home yeah right like but that is what that comes through and that's what the power of empathy
1: is speaking of empathy i did want to touch on your new children's book series the critter fitters i love that series and it's so important right now when you were speaking of empathy the first thing that came to mind is how you're helping children through your book so if you'll tell us a little bit about that. But I think, Joe, did you have a question before we went there?
0: I mean, honestly, there's just so much that I've been kind of just taking notes on. I really yeah. appreciate you just kind of opening up about everything that, you, mm-hmm. that you've that you gone through over the time. I mean, but mm-hmm. things like empathy, trust, you know, and just mm-hmm. spreading love and trying to find those bridges. Yeah. Yeah. But I can leave out the fact that you're a real competitor, though. And that's just such a dynamic that I'm always into. Like it's that (laughs) contrast because people think competition, I got to take out everyone, right? But that's not the case. You can have both. So I was just like, I was just listening to you and I'm just taking this all in. Like, man, there's two sides of that coin and I I love it.
2: Well, there is. And you know what? First of all, empathy is something of like, you know, how can I coach you if I don't get you? It actually came from like advice I got from Terry Glenn. So TJ was with me at the Texas revolution, which was my first coaching mm-hmm. job in the four TG. He just loved the game so much, right? Like mm-hmm. he loved building into those guys and he was, you know, unfortunately we lost him a couple of years ago and I'm still not over that, but he was such a deep guy that like, he didn't say much. If you weren't listening, like you would miss it. Mm-hmm. And he came up to me, you know, before I went to the NFL and he's like, Jen, you know, I've been thinking a lot about you going to the league and, the best advice I can give you is to be 100% authentic. He Mm -hmm. said, if you are the same person with those guys that you were here every single day, they will absolutely love you. But if you're fake in any way, they will sense it and eat Mm -hmm. you alive. And it's so true because it's such a, you know, professional sports in general are a place where first of all, we're taught never to admit fear. Mm-hmm. Never to admit mm-hmm. we, because we are competing. And it is a commodity based environment where you know you're only as good as your last play, and then they can get rid of you at any time. Mm-hmm. So, very hard to balance what I need from this player and this person. If you see them as diametrically opposed, then those two forces are competing. Mm-hmm. However, if you realize that. I don't care how good your playbook is. It's not played without players. Right. Like then you start to think about it in a way, because if my player as a human has his mind, like with his daughter at home or, you know, what his wife's going through or something he saw in the streets or somebody yep. that did and he feels yep. like he doesn't belong here because of what happened out there and he's not heard, then you're only going to have part of him. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I- mm-hmm. Like if I wouldn't trust you, I mean, I would do it. If I Uh trust you, I would run through a wall because you told me there was a soft spot and I don't have to see it. That's the difference. If Mm. I'm trying to see it, which means I'm half a step slower. If I trust you, I will run through it with a fierceness that, like, there is no other. Mm. So if I trust me enough to bring me into what's going on here and here, you think he's not going to listen to me when I tell him he needs to get to heel depth and squeeze the line as it slants down and then keep outside contained and watch for the comeback on the quarterback. Like, of course he is. Yeah. That's done. we have already of-
1: established it. Mm-hmm. But
2: too many times they forget about the human and just look at the player, right, As as a commodity. And I don't care. Like, the big pads and helmets that they wear – do not make them any less human, but it does mean that people will look at them and assume that they are less human, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just another assumption because we don't get to see their faces. We don't mm-hmm. get to see their eyes, like maybe mm-hmm. in basketball, right? So that's mm-hmm. why there's a harsher judgment and more of a dichotomy with like football players because we do dehumanize them. Mm-hmm. By do. Pads and a helmet. It makes them look other, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so- The fierce competitiveness that I have is like, if I'm for you, I am all the way for you. Right? I was like that as a teammate, and I have teammates today that would tell you the same thing. Like one of my my best friends, my favorite humans, um, Alberta Fitcher Bryson, right? We called each other the one two punch. We were one and two on kickoff, right? Like, and you know, I was the gunner and she was contained, but if they started like, doubling up on me, she gun and I'd contain, right? Like we just, mm-hmm. we had each other back, always did. We were also both on defense. She was either safety or corner and I was either speed rush defense and outside linebacker or safety, depending on where the world was. Okay. We were always somewhere with each
1: other. Mm-hmm.
2: Always together. And that was the easy part. Mm-hmm. The one that most people wouldn't know if you didn't really study our tape was she was a punt returner. Hmm. Right. And I was the edge and contained, right? So I would come off the edge, make sure they weren't faking, make sure the kick came off, try and make the kicker miss, because, you know, I like to mess with people in the backfield. <laughs> okay. And we would always return her opposite my side. Because once I did my job, I'll get there. If mm-hmm. you need one block, B, if you make it all the way, <laughs> I'll get there. It's not my- For the
0: crackback. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I'm going to get there. And mm-hmm. there was one play, first, I don't even know how many years ago, right? Where she's there, she's got one person to be. I see mm-hmm. it. It's up the sidelines where the fans are. I get there. And I mean, it's one of those blocks. It's like, boom. The girl's like, done. Oh. And like, ah. It's right in front of the <laughs> Loud. The whole stands go crazy <laughs> on she scores right she always uh-huh. grind too like uh-huh. and she's like oh, all of a sudden I realized not a damn person saw me score because they were still looking at Welty's block. <laughs> <laughs> that moment right there, I realized I needed to block more because that's, just, that's <laughs> the- right, right? And, but that's extra because mm-hmm. that's like I yeah yeah. But it you just had
1: our not. back.
2: Mm-hmm. But that's that's what we do out of love and family. And that's the same person where like I think I told you the story, like when I was publishing my book, chapter four, this the publisher called me about the Berta story. Let's see, yeah, what's up? Said, well, I need to talk to you about the Berta story. And I was like, Okay, let's talk about the Berta story. Well, Berta was blood back in the day. So like she has mm-hmm. been through, you know, we we mm-hmm. would Known each other if it wasn't for football. But mm-hmm. I know her on this turf, mm-hmm. and she's a fantastic mom, and I've learned through her. Mm-hmm. Right? We just wouldn't have known each other if mm-hmm. it wasn't for football. And that's mm-hmm. part of why I love this game. You all know that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
2: so my editor said, you know, I was reading it and I was, I was thinking, it sounds like Berta was being racially profiled. And I said, oh, that's because she was. <laughs> and, and she goes, well, but do you think Berta would be okay with <laughs> you telling that story? And I said, are you serious? I said, she would be honored mm-hmm. to not tell that story as it happened. And editor, she's like, well, I'm going to actually need to get her approval on that. I was like, great, no problem. Because, okay. <laughs> you know, nobody had seen anything yet. I was like, I'm going to send you a chapter out of my book. I need you to read it because you're in it and I need you to prove it. And she's like, yeah, well, you yeah, you. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, I need to get your explicit permission and I'm going to need you to call me after and tell me what you think. Right? <laughs> and so she reads it and she calls me back, and all she could say was, "Well, D, that's dope. What he couldn't see is that <laughs> we were family." And I was like, "Right, because right. the cop saw us together and assumed mm. something be wrong." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and the point of the story was what he couldn't see is that we were family. Family, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's the beauty of the locker room to me is that that is my family. Like I mm-hmm. will. I don't care if you say we look different. Like this is my family. We're about to go, right? Mm-hmm. That's where that you said that fiercely competitive and yeah. yet he comes in yeah. because when we know each other and love each other, that's fierce. Other people just say that they're you know there for each other. Well, mm-hmm. Okay, because you felt like you had to be. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be. You can check a box, but will you run out front? and lay a block for someone else to score, because not everybody will do that. Not everybody Mm -hmm. will take that on. They might Mm -hmm. just run a little slower. Oh, Mm -hmm. I tried to get there, but I couldn't. No, no. Mm -mm. I I would give everything to try and get there. And if I don't, you know it wasn't for lack of trying. Mm -hmm. And that means that we'll be that way for each other in all aspects, Mm -hmm. and that's what makes us so good. And so competitive, and yet also so loving, right? Because that love extends for a lifetime. For kids, that's Auntie Jen. Like they don't know it any other way, mm-hmm, right? Those, mm-hmm. those are my kids. Like I'm like, those are my girls, right here, mm-hmm. right? And like it, it's a different level of what we're looking for because we, you know, I think we kind of thrive on the fact that people would like to separate us. Oh, oh. Or you can see the family resemblance, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's that's your lack of vision, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. lack of bond, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Like, just because right.
2: stopped at this level doesn't mean that it's not there. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that's what's so great about football. And I thought about this with my with my guys a lot because you know you you often hear and like we say in football, and this was something I had to learn, like I'm going to straight up say it because we always said, you know, we bleed like red, white, and blue, or we we bleed purple, right? Like that's mm-hmm. our, our color. And, and we say it as like, those are our colors. Mm-hmm. So I always thought mm-hmm. of that as being an ultimate compliment of mm-hmm. what we saw and thought of, right? Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our that is the like, this is our family and this is love. And one yeah. of my well, let's extend right, like from the team colors. We want you to see our color. Mm. And I said, okay, that's me. We are different, and our differences are special. And I was like, bet, like, right, like I, I didn't even understand. I'm like, but I kids think you're special, and they're like, <laughs> we know but a lot of people don't. Mm. And I was like, okay, I get it, mm-hmm. and. The way it really, like, you know, one of my, one of my players and I were talking about it and he's like, you know, coach, it's like this. Do you think we couldn't see that you were a woman? And I started laughing. I'm like, got it. Right. And and so seeing those differences,
1: mm-hmm.
2: embracing someone because of them. Yeah. And, and and the wonderful richness that comes through those differences, mm-hmm. perspective of insight, of life experience, shoot, of family tradition, mm-hmm. like all of that. I, I want to see it. I want to know it. And mm-hmm. I want to love each other because, because of, of, it. of it. And mm-hmm. that was really like the powerful shift because you hear it a lot of the times. And I think people really do assume it's a compliment. Mm -hmm. And it is when you're talking about Jersey color, right? Like we'll throw down over these colors, right? Like like, like hometown, right? (laughs) Right. But like, it is also just like, and this is, this is what to this day. And, and, and I always will probably love more than anything about football is like, it's the one sport where you just look out on the field and you can see very clearly illustrated, like, this doesn't work if we all look the same, okay? Mm -hmm. Everybody talking about the GOAT, Tom Brady, now going to Tampa Bay. Let's go Mm -hmm. TB. TB is great. But Mm -hmm. do you have 11 TBs, how many teams are you going to win? I mean, you
1: know,
2: teams were throwing down to get one. Mm -hmm. You want 11. Mm -hmm. And there's not one (laughs) That I could pick out, mm-hmm. if you want eleven of. I struggled mm-hmm. a little bit with Cam Newton because I think you could, if you had eleven like fully healthy Cam Newtons, like that dude is mm-hmm. a physical specimen that like healthy, healthy, <laughs> healthy. exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and Cam's been a friend of mine for a long time, mm-hmm. but he's so competitive and so big that like I think teams might just not show up if there were eleven. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the rule hope, Like. Mm-hmm. You know, you need people of every make, model, shape, size, create, color, you know, background, sexual orientation, Mm-mm. Reform, Mm-mm. Backing, everything, right?
1: Everything. Coming
2: together,
0: right.
2: A choreographed dance. Mm-hmm. One play to be successful. And we have to see and embrace what mm-hmm. every individual player is good at. And put them in the position where we are best together, right? Mm. You, you, you don't really want me on the O line. I'm just saying. <laughs> right? you put me in the line because I'll be in the backfield before. But if you want me to stand there and kickstep somebody, we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> best that we have and so I look at things like that and I think that that's where you come with the Mm. first competition Mm -hmm. and absolute undying love is like it it comes from you know being honored with the trust to see through somebody else's eyes right and and learn and to feel for them and through them um And and to recognize where we're similar and also where we can learn from each other and make each other better. Mm -hmm. Because I am only as good as you will let me see through your eyes and your experiences and your eyes and your experiences. And if you trust me to do that and I am worthy of your trust, meaning I will take it and do my best with it. Doesn't mean be perfect. We're Mm -hmm but if we have perfect intentions, then we can always improve.
1: Oh my goodness.
2: Intention.
1: That's a word right there. That is. I wish we could talk with you all day. We'll have to have you back on again. This has been truly amazing. I feel like we just scratched the surface and there's so much we could have gotten in, but thank you so
2: much.
1: Right, right. (laughs) Thank you so much, Dr. Jen. I mean, The first female football coach. And I wish that there was a time someone said the other day, when can we stop saying the first? Right. Well, when there stops being a first, when there doesn't have to be, if there's no need for the first anymore, then, okay, but somebody has to be first and just want to thank you as a woman and a woman in sports. Thank you for for stepping up and being the first I know it wasn't easy
2: you know what not easy but so many things are not easy and having had things hard Mm -hmm. is what makes me love and appreciate what other people have overcome Mm. and you know I think that's you know, those are the people I relate to the most. And I don't, I don't care what it is that you've overcome. I mean, I do very much care, Mm -hmm. but regardless of what those things are, that overcoming is what fortifies a certain core, right? Mm -hmm. And that core is where we're going to relate because if you've had it easy your whole life for whatever that easy street came from, I'm probably not going to understand a lot of it. No. no. I I may not. But Mm -hmm. if you were fortified and overcoming, we have a lot in common. Mm -hmm.
0: Dr. Jen, I mean, honestly, I've been smiling, taking notes the whole time. (laughs) It's just loaded, though. I mean, like, I'm still sitting here thinking, like, why is it that people wear the same jersey and they're not going all out and doing the work at the time? We can Mm -hmm. talk about that next time, though, because I'm sure... that you probably got some bars for that, but man, I just really love this whole conversation. So thank you so much for your
1: thank time. you so much. Thank Very you. So much. And we'll definitely have you on again to talk about the children's books, also.
2: Yeah. yeah. The kids' books are important and we can talk yes. about this. There's nothing more important than this. Than this. And yeah. not it hasn't been important. Like we said, I'm so thankful that it is the conversation. The conversation. It's it's been needed for a long time, and it it should dominate all of our hearts, minds, and and our our voices. Because if we don't change now, then then we've missed it. It's like, time. It's it's beyond it's time. Beyond
1: time. Mm-hmm.
2: But people are listening. They're receptive, and it is that time. And um, we. Have to be committed to having those conversations, yeah. no matter how hard they may seem. Um, mm. You know, we'll get better because of them. They may be uncomfortable, but okay, what's more uncomfortable? Like not knowing? Yeah, that's mm. more. Awkward. Like, that's way more awkward. I, I would oh. go and go from there than just be like, oh, it never happened. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're going to walk yourself right off a plank. Right? Like, but I would rather you tell me, stop.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I fall into, you know, where I don't want to be.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we're definitely going to put that in the magazine for sure. In the article, <laughs> I'm going to call you on that. So thank you again. We really appreciate it.
2: You're so welcome.
0: Yeah. That was it's been awesome.
1: <laughs> yes, thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for joining the Mindful Business Renegades podcast. Be sure to check us out on Spotify, like, review. Tell a friend so that friend can tell a friend and we'll see you soon. Peace, love, and happiness.